how is it that you can have a whole day off, the sun can come up, and you can be up before the sun comes up, and you can still be working on things when the sun goes down, and yet you still can't finish everything that you meant to do. Wednesday, March 9th, 2022, I'm Stephen Sersky. This here is my daily audio blogcast in which I sort of yik-yak about the things I'm doing here in Beijing, China, keeping myself distracted, amused, entertained, and productive, all at the same time of being an expat ESL uh, industry professional, I guess you could call me. Isn't that what it is? <laughs> I do work in the ESL uh, industry. I do... Uh, help people realize their full potential in the English language. I am currently uh, working here in Beijing, China, enjoying it uh, as much as I can, you know, uh, as an expat. Although I can tell you, I was talking to a couple of uh, foreigners last week, fellow expats, I should say, and uh, it seems that uh, many of them, even still, are thinking of leaving. But whatever it is. One of the things that uh, has um, sort of been happening as of late is that I've realized the the city, although it is, what would you call, uh, it's attractive for a lot of Chinese people, but for foreigners now, I see a lot of people are actually leaving the big, big cities like Beijing and moving out to the country or moving out of the country, pretty much. Anyway, so what was I trying to get done today that has me kind of going, well, I didn't get everything done. Well, I did update my website, so you can take a look at that, stevensersky.com. I haven't really finished my March Motion challenges for today. Uh, I have a picture. I'm trying to make a 2.5D image using Motion. I've done this before. I did it last year for the May You Make Your Movie uh, video challenge that I did. And I want to try it one more time with a different photo. And then that means I'm now basically two behind. So tomorrow I'm going to have to do three, which is fine. I mean, there's no deadline on these things. I just want to make sure that on average I'm getting done one video or one challenge per day. Uh, The morning I actually spent looking at the job landscape. And this was, this has come up actually quite a bit because I've I've been talking about doing this Delta. I've been talking about, uh, um, you know, possibly having a, a change of uh, scenery, if you know what I mean, changing jobs. Um, but it, it kind of, I was looking at this, I wasn't just looking in Beijing, I was looking, you know, in the Middle East, what is the situation in the Middle East? Uh, is it, uh, it's not just, is it, is it safe? I think it's safe. I don't think it's unsafe. Uh, is it worth the, the jump sort of thing? And I'm telling I know, I'm looking going, it doesn't seem like given the current situation of everything, and I don't mean geopolitically, I mean financially, in terms of remuneration, in terms of my own qualifications, it doesn't, it, it's not, it's not attractive enough to jump. It's not attractive enough to uh, take myself out of this uh, location and shift into a new one. So, as far as I can tell, I'm going to be staying put now. What does that mean for Beijing itself? I was looking at some places here in Beijing, and again, uh, if I was going to go teach grade school, then, yeah, you're making it money hand over fist, 30000 40000 but you got to be certified like the PGSC, PGCE, which one is that? Um, that thing, and then... There's, like, you get, as if you had 
an education certificate or something like you're because they can't get people in the country it's almost impossible to have people actually show up in the country so if you're in the country and you're you're qualified to do those jobs and certainly you are i mean you it's your pick basically I don't really want to teach kids. Actually, not that I don't want to teach kids. I don't want to work in a school, to tell you the truth. Um, I'd much rather go back to uh, uh, university teaching instead in, rather than you know, university instructing rather than teaching kids. It's just, it just has to deal with a lot of discipline and preparation. And teaching kids requires a lot of energy. Whereas teaching university students requires a different sort of energy and one that you can cope with in um, other ways, I guess. So, uh, I also spent some of the day doing some voice work. And one of the things that popped in my mind actually today is I, I came across, I've had this page bookmarked for a while actually. It's uh, Julius Caesar's commentary on the Civil War. And I was like, you know, I don't, I haven't read Latin in a very long time. And so I'm like, you know what, let's give it a shot. And I, the first one was a bit rough, so I didn't I read a second time. I'm like, yeah, I could still improve it. Third time, I think I got as, as good as I'm going to get uh, for reading Latin. So at the end of this episode, you are going to hear me reading some Latin. It's Julius Caesar, the first, first, uh, first and second, book one, uh, paragraphs one and two of uh, uh, Julius Caesar's um, Civil War. So it's going to... I think I'm not sure if I'm going to keep on doing this. It's something that I kind of would do only every now and then and not something that I would ever really think of monetizing, to tell you the truth. Uh, why not? Civil War. It seems appropriate, given the certain uh, the times. The other thing I was uh, looking at today was actually... Uh, uh, oh, yes, and speaking of finally finishing things. October 17th, 2021, I finally posted it. And I was looking at it because I was looking at this going, ah, oh, do, I, do I want to edit this? Do I want to do this? I'm like, no, 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 no. Just publish the damn thing. So I did. You can go over to uh, my website. I've updated the October archives. I also uh, uh, tweeted it out today, and it's also posted on my Anchor.fm or Spotify channels. You can check out both of those. So that October 17th was the last day of... Uh, my trip through Chongqing and uh, Chengdu back in October. So this was sort of the last day that we uh, were there, and we got back really late, and I never got around to recording it until today. So finally got that done. I don't know about you, but those little projects, those little niggling projects where you're like, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And you just never do because you're like, it's such a simple thing that you need to do to finish it. You just won't because for whatever number of reasons. So I finally was like, no, pull the trigger, get it done, done. Uploaded. Uh, I had it converted months ago, or at least a while ago anyway. I also have some sound clips on that episode as well, so you can listen to it. Uh, listen to the sounds of Chengdu as we as we leave the, the city. I was looking at, uh, a lot of people are talking about TikTok, and I don't know about you and your situation with your phone. Uh, in China, we can get the uh, the Chinese version very easily, Douyin. Uh, we can also get, um, what is it, Billy Billy and Kwai Show. Those are the three major streaming, uh, like new age streaming, not new age, new, 
the, the most modern uh, streaming platforms there are. The old powerhouses are like ITE and there's another one, not a Tencent Video or ITE, and there's a there's one other I'm forgetting uh, that uh, are sort of like those are old school already. You don't hear them talked about, but they do host um, more movies than like viral content, whereas like Doeen, Kawhi Show, they host viral content, and Billy Billy would be more like instructional sort of stuff. Like you're, it'd be all, that would almost be the YouTube of of China. So if you're ever looking at um, starting a business in China, you would take marketing tactics from overseas and apply it to the Chinese sphere. That is to say that if you're um, thinking about like creating content for a channel, you don't have to create so many pieces of content that you're like, oh my god, all I'm doing is creating content all the time, what you do is that you take, you, you record yourself once and then you cut it up and you divide it up into the different channels. Now, you do have to be careful that you have to be so-called native to those platforms, meaning that you have to understand how those platforms are working in order to post content that's appropriate for them. But it doesn't mean that you have to shut the camera off in between recordings, right? So you just get the camera going, you do your uh, doing clips and your Kwai Show clips and then your Billy Billy clips or whatever and or you, from the Billy Billy clip you take your doing your whatever it is and you um, you push them all forward that's the idea because that's how it's being done uh, just about everywhere in in the world the reason why this is on my mind I, I was thinking about TikTok and I was like I, I'm not on TikTok I, and I really do not care to join any more social networks and it's not just the privacy it's just like really <laughs> I know I'm aging myself. That's fine, but again, if you want to start a business, you got you're going to have a, a CMO in your company, chief marketing officer, and guess what? If you're a business of one, <laughs> you are you are that. You are the CMO. Good luck. So, with that, I was looking at these sort of different marketing channels and things like that. Um, as because I've mentioned before that I was thinking of creating something more online to sort of give me some sort of insurance should things sort of fall out here. And that being the case, like TikTok has talked a lot about something. Well, if I can't get it on my phone, well, can I just sign up online? And sure enough, you can. I didn't know this. <laughs> I had no idea that you could actually just sign up uh, through the web browser instead. So I, I, I mean, you can, you don't even have to sign up. You just have to click whichever account that you want to use and that way, I, I you have your Google, your Facebook, your Apple, and all that. I'm like, okay, let's, I don't know, let's pick one, I guess. Because if you sign up with a different email address, then you have to remember the uh, the recovery password for that. Oh, it just gets messy after a while, I tells you. So uh, be careful with that one, even though it does appear to be more secure than uh, just using the API that's provided between the platforms. So I was looking at that, but I'm still, I'm looking at TikTok going, I don't know. I mean, I understand the marketing point of things, but on a personal level, I kind of go, I don't need too much more. And if anything, because I spent a lot of my day on the computer, on my cell phone, not just reading this stuff, but I was also doing my Chinese homework this morning, which I, I was doing on my cell phone. And I'm thinking this going, of all the criticisms that I... That we can level towards the young people 
who are always on their phone. I'm going, what the hell did I just do all day? I went from the computer, actually no, I went from my cell phone to the computer, to an iPad, back to the computer, back to the cell phone. And in that that rotation, it was just constant, constant screen time all day. Even reading the book, it was on the iPad. I didn't even pick up a paper book today. I was thinking about this. I'm going, ah, of all things, if, if, if there's one thing I'd almost like to do to sort of relax the brain is to literally pick up a book and read it to get my eyes away from the screen, to get my eyes away from the notifications, from like, oh, I'll just check one more thing. Oh, let me just scroll through this. And it's mindless, a lot of it. And Twitter now is inundated with doomsday scenarios regarding Russia and Ukraine and war this, war that. And it's actually almost reached a point where you're kind of like, I don't believe you. I don't think it's going to... Peak hysteria. So if anything, and I've said this number before, 17 days from the start of the war, I think we're coming close to that because the media outlets are inundated with it. It's... And I'm not saying that this is a media charade at all. What I am saying is that it seems that there's enough sort of uh, popular discontent with what's going on. There's almost too much attention on it to mean that it could be sustainable in its current form. So hopefully that's a bit of a pickup of, uh, of hope, I guess. Right? Right? So yeah, tried out TikTok. I do have Snapchat, but I don't use it at all because... The one thing I could see TikTok and Snapchat useful for, for me, would be Chinese idioms. Like studying little bits and pieces of languages. Like I'm not, not, chances are I'm not going to dance. Nah, probably not. Uh, Nothing cute and funny would literally be more academic than anything else. Like it would be like language study. Uh, I was thinking about just writing out Russian conjugations in a video and posting that just for my own remembrance, my own sort of memory of, uh, because the act of writing it out, the act of posting it, of going through the same motions of what I do with my other social media accounts, making it more natural, making it more normal. And not just using something like HelloTalk, using something that is, you know, the wider world uses, but use it in my target languages. So that was one idea. I was looking into this, uh, into that idea of uh, possibly even creating a, just a dedicated account for uh, my language studies in particular so I didn't have to sort of be so concerned about the mistakes I'd be making as a junior in the languages, right? Yes. So that kept me busy quite a bit. Uh, and then, yeah, the the sun was down and all of a sudden I'm like, well, how, how did the sun go down already? It's not, it's only three, it's not 3 p.m. anymore. It's 7 p.m. So sure enough, it's like, okay, well, dinner time, I guess. I'll watch an episode of, episode of Billions, which I guess this episode was better. It's ending near the end of uh, season two. Apparently they just got renewed for season, season seven. Um, I don't know if I'm going to make it that long to tell you the truth. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, still more things to do, but at least I got the up, uh, website updated. Uh, I did get some of the reading done, the the job research and things like that, so that was good. Um, you might wonder, like, so does this sort of affect my Delta, uh, my desire to do the Delta? And I'll tell you no, because the Delta 
I'm doing a Delta for more reasons than just getting another job. I am doing it for the diploma, uh, but I also want the knowledge because as, as someone who's been in the ESL industry for as long as I have, um, I have hit a wall in what I know about how to teach the language. And in order to break through that wall, you basically have to seek more education. Like, the wall is like when you when you're given a sentence, and or someone your your client gives you a sentence and say what's wrong with the sentence and you other than saying everything, <laughs> how do you help them fix it, right? How and what targeted advice can you give them other than the generic? Well, just practice more because that's a BS response. And I say this because if my teachers told me just practice. I think in the back of my head going, that doesn't solve my problem. How do I solve this? What is the exact problem I'm having? How can I target one issue right now and fix that? And so that's what why I'd be looking at doing the Delta is because the information that I have that I'm reading from these books, uh, the essential readings, is that it does start you down that path of um, you know, being able to assess learners needs it's it's called a needs analysis where you figure out what the person across from you your your client your student actually needs to be done and then how you go about creating a curriculum or a syllabus or a, an action plan to help them actually solve their their language issues so that's why I'm uh, that's probably one of the bigger reasons why I'm doing uh, thinking about doing the delta or at least uh, going through the beginning stages of preparing for the Delta as well. So if you've done it, let me know if you actually benefit from it. Everybody that I've talked to said that they learned a lot, um, that it was intensive. Uh, but uh, And if they keep on in the ESL industry, obviously it's a good certification. I have not heard anybody who is not a teacher or an instructor do this. So it's not something that you just rock on up and do it because you're like, eh, whatever. Uh, you do this because you're sort of in the industry and you're not going anywhere anytime soon, which is almost kind of sad to say, isn't it? All right, folks, uh, I will leave it there. Bit of the uh, shorter episode. I was actually uh, spending some time talking to our good friend, Denny Goen. Uh, he's been on my podcast a couple times. Uh, we chatted on uh, through Skype today, so... Uh, he actually said I could record the conversation, so I'm going to splice this one up, and I think I'm going to uh, post this later on through this uh, audio blog. For those of you who have not heard uh, Denny's other appearances on my podcast, it won't be the full conversation. I'm going to uh, uh, cut this one up a little bit more, a little bit more targeted, I guess you could t say. And I'm only doing that because it's for the shorter form and it wasn't for the big cast, as I sort of call it. But he is back in Georgia. I wanted to get sort of some of his views of what was going on on the ground uh, and his sort of experience in traveling from the States back into Georgia, you know, given that Russia walked over Georgia 10 years ago, 15 years ago, something like that. So I wanted to see what sort of was going on and how things were going on for him. I will have that to you later on in the week. Uh, sadly, I never did get around to my other podcast episode, episode number 29. I will be working on that. Uh, so yeah, tomorrow night's going to be busy. And I work tomorrow. Yay! Good stuff. It's good to be busy, right? Not too much. And plus, these are all... I don't want to call them passion projects. They're projects that they're going to get done. They have to, because this is what I do. 
Thanks for joining me, folks. Show notes and tracks up on my website. Check that out, stephenswirsky.com. Thanks for listening. Hope you're having a good one. Happy hump day to all of you out there. Stay safe. We'll talk again. Bye-bye. Gnaeus Iuli Caesaris Commentariorium de Bello Civi Liber Primus Unum Luteris Gnaeus Caesaris Concilibus Reditis Ageri Ab His Impetratrum Est Summa Tribunorum Plebis Contentione Ut in Senatu Recitarentur Ut Vero ex literis ad senatum referetur impetrari non putuit, referunt consoles de re publica in civitate, inquietat lucius lentulus consul senatu re publicae se non defutorum policator, si audacter ac fortitur sententius dicere velint, sin cassarum respiciant atque eius gratium sequantur, ut superioribus fecerent teboribus, Se sebi concilium capturum neque senatus autoritati ob temperaturum, haberi se quoque ad casaris gratium atque amicitium receptum, eneandum sententium loquitur scipio, Pompeo esse in animo republicae non deesse. Si senatus sequatur, se cunctetur atque agat lenius, nequiquam eus auxilium si postea vilit senatum imploraturum.